Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is January 4th. This is episode 143. Wow. A wacky, wonderful Wednesday, as always, my friends. Hopefully, you guys are having a great day today. Bitcoin and ETH. Uh, looking at continuation from what we talked about on Monday's session, uh, things are starting to ramp up, looking a little bit more bullish in the medium term, short term macro, short terms. And we're essentially looking at continuation throughout the rest of this week. Looking at macros again today, nothing's really changed in two days. We are still positioning ourselves to the upside here. Green Dot still holding on Ethereum, the money flow, the wolf pack both pointing up on both ETH and BTC and working to build our way through these key levels of resistance. As we know, 16,800 acting as short-term key level resistance, and I believe 1250 to 1300 acting as key level resistance in the short term for Ethereum. When we push ourselves into a daily perspective, we can see a little bit better what's going on here. A little bit of bullish divergence happening on on Bitcoin, pushing through our midline levels of Ethereum. I believe Super Trend is right at this level too, at around twelve thirty to twelve fifty. So we're definitely, you know, we're still running into it. We haven't we haven't completely cleared this resistance level yet. I would say closes above sixteen ninety and closes above twelve fifty are going to be what we need in order to keep the momentum going in order to try and test our local highs. Next levels from here, again, as we spoke about, right in that 17500 level, and potentially all the way up to 18200, 18300, where as far as ETH goes, 1270, all the way up to 1350, are going to be pretty tough, uh, pretty tough to push through. We're probably going to wiggle our way, continue sideways overall, uh, pushing if we're going to see continuation to the upside at the moment. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't see continuation. We can see the 12-hour building itself up momentum. A volume is actually slowly starting to pick up a little bit as well. In this phase, we're bouncing off that 618. Market structures on our side, at least for Bitcoin. And as far as ETH goes, seeing signs of bouncing continuation, trying to turn back up. We, need, we really just need to see the momentum continue building here over the next couple of days. We'd really like to see the DXY and the US 10-year hit those reject hit those rejections, turn themselves back down, and overall hopefully create more bearish divergence in order to push those charts lower, in order to keep our other charts here continuing to the upside. Let's get down into the medium macros, or sorry, medium short terms and short terms. Uh, we are obviously starting to run into a little bit of resistance here. In the shorter terms, looking at right around 1690, 1700, and in that 1250 level. So, what we may see overnight tonight, some sort of rejection here, retest a previous support, maybe 1230 ETH, maybe towards 12, 16,500, 16,600, as Bitcoin goes. But as long as we continue getting higher lows overall, we don't break ourselves down, we don't reverse these medium terms, and Short-term macros, daily still looks like it wants to TC up in the next two and a half hours. It's pretty much across both indicators here. Actually, Ethereum still technically TC'd up from back here 
on December 23rd. Interesting. So we never TC down on that push down that did come lower. We have turned ourselves back up. We're waiting for the reconfirmation, which would be the Wolfpack essentially closing back. I believe today's candle would make that happen. So yeah, reconfirmation, full confirmation coming on Bitcoin though, if we do close it today. And we'll have to see how she goes from there. I am, again, expecting more continuation to the upside throughout the rest of the week, unless anything comes out of the blue, bad news, whatever that may be. Uh, overall, looking for that continuation. When we're looking at our Dixie and our US tenure, you can see a very clear daily hidden bearish divergence going on here across all indicators. It's on money flow, but clear nonetheless. Lower highs, higher highs, higher highs. We'll see if we can fully reject pushing our way through the 618 of the 3.7% level. Mark structure still on the side of the bulls, as well as the Dixie having that market structure. DXY is bouncing pretty well. I think that it's a little bit lagged behind here. Potentially, we're still looking at some sort of push towards that one point. 106, maybe 107 level before seeing its hidden bearish divergence rejection off of the major resistances that we have up here and basically playing out the same thing that we're seeing already on the US 10 year. That's kind of my expectation here. If we do continue bouncing, it's only going to pop about 2%, maybe 3%, and then start to wiggle its way back down. It may see some sort of early rejection because we've already got the pattern played out here where. Things just completely turn on their head. We don't end up playing out the bullish divergence. Maybe we invalidate it in the medium short terms. We'll have to keep our eye on Dixie over the next couple of days to see what comes out of that. Um, as far as the S&P goes, how are we looking here? Well, we are continuing to try and turn up. There is a bit of hidden bullish divergence on this low. The money flow is still pointing down. We would need the momentum to start to turn back up. It seems like, again, it's lagging behind what Bitcoin is trying to do. Um, but overall, I mean, as long as money flow can turn up, that'll be our final thing here. We're trying right now. We're at a very clear, concise key level support. And we are rounding off the bottom. But uh, we need to see that momentum turn itself back up. Otherwise, we'll try and push lower here. We may still end up diving for 37.50 or even 36.80, as again, we spoke about in previous episodes. As far as it goes right now, short terms, yeah, not really giving us too much to go on here. Chop sideways continues to reject and hold support at the same time. So nothing too new going on here to give us more information. Um, we are closed at the moment already as of 30 minutes ago, so we won't be able to see what goes on there until tomorrow. Overall, again, trying to bounce though, trying to find that support and it makes more sense to me. Test into that 4,000 4, level uh, before anything else. Even if we are going to take another step down, we're probably going to go up there, find rejection, turn things around in the rest of the markets, and turn around from there. What are we looking at here? We had total, total three. My good old friend, total three. Over the course of the week, we fell about 10 to 12 billion. We've since recovered all that back at the 300 billion key level resistance mark now what's key level support we definitely need to flip this level back into support if we're going to have any chance of continuing to see any type of altcoin rally uh, alongside with bitcoin if that's the plan moving forward 
yeah, we definitely need to see maybe up to 308, maybe come back to 300, hold as support next time. We can see that our market structure levels, we are topped out in this four hour. We've played out the entirety of holding bullish market structure all the way to the top fib. We may see some sort of soft rejection here where we tap down into the 618 or even the 382 rather at uh, 296. Hold support, build a higher low and then push through. Um, that would give market structures enough time to restructure themselves in a more bullish format. And as we can see, you know, as far as 12 hour goes, we've still got lots of room to the upside here towards 320 billion. We are coming to that 618 resistance though. So it makes sense that we would soft reject here, come back down to the, maybe the four hour 382, right around 296, hold support and push our way through that key level resistance being the 618 and the trend uh, support slash resistance. It makes sense. Again, dailies on our side here looking quite strong with stacked up bullish divergences in those medium macros and i believe as well as our macro macro um overall you know as far as total three is gone we haven't actually broken through this level we've tapped below it many a times which is all good this would be the third tap through so we need to be conscious of that but the fact that we didn't automatically crash through it uh says a lot essentially that we are potentially continuing to hold the fact that we have divergences going on here with our wolf pack. Yeah, overall, this level has only acted as support all the way back up into 21. Even when we came up to it as resistance the first time, we only soft rejected and then smashed our way through. So are we potentially seeing something along the same lines? It's very possible. It's very, very possible. Hmm. As far as this goes, I mean, the overall of it, we can see divergence coming here within our money flow, within our liberator, within our wolf pack. It's all on this medium term macro bottom. And we should be just continuing to look for uh, support here and balances. You know, if we can work our way, wiggle our way all the way back up into the 350 to 366 billion dollar level, not get hard rejected and continue through. There is some, uh, you know, there's not a whole heck of a lot of resistance above these levels. Once we get into the middle, into the meat and potatoes of this, uh, we could be pushing ourselves all the way back up into $500 billion territory. That's almost a 100% rise in the altcoin space without touching ETH or BTC. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on just everything in general right now, looking for those signs of what's going on. You know, Coinbase, stock has bounced from when we talked about it at 33, 34. We've seen, we're seeing some bullish signs in the medium term here, seeing some bullish signs in the medium term, short term macro here. And overall, uh, we're looking quite good. It's at, it's at the lowest point it's been in the whole, in the whole chart that we can see, which is really only two years. But, you know, we started up here at 300. We're down about 90 something percent as we've spoken about with other altcoins before that 90 to 95 percent seems to be that goldy zone of buying opportunity um, at least that's what we've seen in the past cycles uh, when altcoins are down 90 to 95 percent they're usually a stringent buying opportunity oh Janice thinks the dogecoin market cap is bigger than coinbase's <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if it was i really wouldn't be 
what Dogecoin has achieved and <laughs> what it's done the last couple of years. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be that I wouldn't be that surprised. Um the only reason I highlighted this asset in general is because obviously Kathy Wood and ARC investment just went and bought a metric shit ton of this stuff. And you know, I if you don't see Coinbase going anywhere over the next 10 years, they are one of the largest largest exchanges as far as uh, the traditional means of buying Bitcoin goes. Yeah, we'll have to see. Looks pretty juicy right now. Obviously, once we're through resistances, even better. Uh, once the price is back above 50 bucks, I'll feel very, very comfortable with this bad boy. Mm, is there anything else that we can talk about briefly? And we've really only seen popping price action in the medium to shorter terms. Obviously, last night, Ethereum and Bitcoin both had a bit of juice shoved into the tank. I think, I think you know, that's probably how we're going to see the next, maybe even a couple of weeks, continue to play out. Little short bursts of energy. They're trying not to over, you know, hit all the alerts, hit all the alarms. So uh, if that's the game that the whales and the smart money's playing at, that's what they're going to do. They're going to inject, you know, a decent amount here and there. They're not going to try to inject too much to, again, flag off all the small-time guys who are looking for these, you know, explosive moves, and they're going to throw their money at it as quickly as possible. They're going to take it nice and slow because they have the patience and the time to do so. They know where their goals are. They know what the outcome of those goals could be. And they'll just keep slowly, slowly pushing it in that direction. You know, they don't think the same way as the average person, right? They're not like, oh, I'm trying to make money for next week to take my family out to eat. No, no, they're making money so that the company in five years has a yeah, portfolio, you know, 100 to 200 times better than they had at that and than they have at the time. As long as they don't go bust, right? They will. That's that's their mission. They will just continue to build themselves in one direction. They don't think about the losses. They don't think about what the repercussions would be because it's not personal repercussions for them. It's, it's repercussions for their companies. Hmm. P.O., I don't know how you're feeling, man, but uh, would you like to touch base on what we were talking about before the meeting? Just with uh, economic overlook, um, what you heard from the Fed today, uh, I think people would be interested in that. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I can certainly cover a couple of points today, maybe follow up with some more detail on Friday or Monday session, but um, just some kind of policy notes from the Fed today kind of laid out the line for next year that, you know, they don't see um, themselves cutting interest rates, which is kind of a dovish signal that, you know, maybe they're, they're towards the end of the tightening um, stage um, and setting a nice expectation so that the market can't really kind of, you know, um, try and bounce too early. Um, this is certainly correlated with like unemployment stats, which um, fell below expectations, which is a good thing in respect to where the Fed is trying to get to before they make you know the next decision. Um, or alternatively, look at that like when when can the pain stop? You know, uh, or stop getting worse at least. Um, German CPI as well was was below expectations um, yesterday by I think it was one half percent, which is quite a large margin. So. You know, no surprises, really. I think things are playing out the way we've been talking about. Um, I think being an extremist on either end of the bull or bear kind of mentality is probably not going to serve you very well while 
we just adjust to a new normal of slightly higher inflation, slightly higher interest rates. Um, but you know, you know, the view that we have that we're on the other side of that, and certainly looking for bottoming signals, are is is on track. Absolutely. Um, like that could take, to be honest with you, could take even three quarters to play out. You know, we might see another, you know, a triple tap, a quadruple tap. You know, there might be some sort of deleveraging event. And there's certainly lots of things happening, but um, just watching some commentators kind of assume that things might break in the same way that they did, uh, you know, back in 2008, 2009, um, a lot of the banking kind of stability measures put in place uh, and especially retail leverage um, as well in, in terms of um, property. It's a very different picture, um, but other things can break instead that people aren't looking at. Um, and one of those is the commercial real estate market, which a lot of private and public sector pensions across the Western world are invested in. And it was, um, it was knowing that Blackstone's uh, commercial real estate fund that they had to get both bailed out. Um, they took a, a loan of four billion um, with an annual return of you know eleven percent, which is loan shark stuff. So um, I don't think that's as bad or as a asymmetric a risk to the economy and to the charts as a, a you know retail um, property implosion. Um, mm-hmm. But it could create additional opportunities throughout the year. So, you know, people could say, yeah, look, oh, God, yeah, we, we certainly are bottom here or in about this. But, you know, you might find an additional discount period sometime this year um, should certain things just kind of blow up because their input assumptions that things would be like the last decade, low interest rates, you know, like zero interest rates, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the, their businesses or, or strategies just may not cope with the new reality of, in my view, a normal world, you know? Mm-hmm. 2 to 4% inflation, you know, 2 to 4% interest rates. Honestly, the last five years, just completely bizarre. You know, no inflation, no interest rates. Not normal. You mean everything leading up to, like, 2022, yes? Yeah, and I think, I kind of, I see now... Um, here and in the UK, you know, be they homeowners, be they uh, buy to let investors, you know, they're being very loud about interest rates going up and, and they're at like two and a half percent, you know, which is you zoom out, that's still a 5,000 year low from when the Egyptians started lending money. Um, but they just got so attached to zero percent rates, essentially, when you look at the LIBOR rates, like the banks had their margin rate on top of that, which might be one and a half, two percent. And the fact that they're not coping with something that's pretty normal to zoom out more than a, a kind of a three-year range. Um, I'm certainly looking in that area for people who thought that was that was going to be like that forever. I kind of go, who is going to be caught short when the tide goes out? No, definitely. I feel like our our life leashes, as far as that goes, has just uh, been cut so thin. You know, like only a one to two percent hike. Uh, would wreck people, right? There's there's less leeway in everything now. Whether that's you know funds that you have at the end of the month for yourself, or whether that's you know your mortgage payment or whatever, like just uh, people don't have extra uh, going in anymore. 
No, and and I certainly agree in a way that they were led down the garden path, you know, like less than 12 months ago. <laughs> Central banks were unanimously sling, saying that inflation is transitory. We were laughing at them in here this time last year, you know, and they kept that line up until kind of after the war started because then they could blame something. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm just shocked at people I know firsthand who are like, Oh man, the ECB put rates up like two percent. Like you know, geez, we, 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 you know, this we might lose our house. And I'm kind of like, what? never mind. Say the bank stress testing you. Like, how did you assume that rates would stay that low? And not like think of or like for the last fifteen years, where they could go as high as five percent. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in summary, I think I, you know, kind of taking a lot of. Slumdoge's uh, sentiment in this regard. I don't think we've seen enough blood yet. You know, I don't. I think looking across so much stuff, like aside from the high beta stuff, like crypto, which is a good thing for us, I think a lot of other areas, industries, equities, assets, you know, they, a, lot of, a lot of people need to get liquidated and get pushed out before, you know, we can say, hey, next bull markets around the corner. Yes, sir. New money doesn't just come out of thin air. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll feel awful. I think it'll be non-stop in the news. There'll be all these stories, like, you know, just a lot of people who, who made mistakes and, like, you know, no good, no, no bad by that. But I think I want to see those bottoming signals to be confident that, yeah. No, I don't blame you. Sure. All right, my friends. I think we've covered our bases today. As always, make sure you guys head over and check out tripleconfirmation.com. We've got a bunch of new stuff coming for you guys very soon. The team and I have been working vigorously in the background to just just get everything working and cleaned up and the contracts done and more marketing done. So absolutely check that out. Tell your friends, tell your mom about the simplicity and easy use of TripleConfirmation.com and the Triple Confirmation Trading Bot. Uh, And with all that said, my friends, we hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. Don't work too hard. Don't hurt yourself. Spend time with your families. All right, we'll catch you in the next one. Yeah, for now. Bye-bye.